Now, Business Day reports that motor companies are not impressed with the government's latest failure to come up with a policy to encourage the local manufacturing of new energy vehicles. The Department of Trade, Industry and Competition published an NEV Green paper in May of 2021 and was expected to follow up with a policy paper later that year. The motor industry was then finally told to expect a policy announcement in last week's budgets, and that did not meet expectations. Companies have warned that multinational vehicle companies might lose faith in South Africa as an automotive investment destination. David Furlongo, ed editor-at-large for Financial Mail, joins us now to unpack the concerns of the industry. David, good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us today. My pleasure. All right, David, let's talk about, you know, the, um, the responsibility of government to keep this sector um, robust in South Africa. It is a huge um, employer. It contributes a lot to GDP. Um, how are they not meeting us where we need to be met, um, where electric vehicles are concerned? The, the challenge is that over half of vehicles built in South Africa are exported to the UK and the European Union. Um, almost exclusively, those vehicles are internal combustion engines using petrol and diesel. Now, if you look at the EU, last month, it, or the European Parliament uh, passed legislation which will outlaw the sale of new internal combustion engines uh, from 2035. In the UK, it's going to be from 2030. The transition, because it's got to be a slow, steady process, the transition in some countries, because outside Europe, other countries are planning similar programs, the transition is starting as early as 2025-26. Uh, so the danger for us is that we're going to lose over 50% of our production volumes if we don't make that transition. Now, although 2030 and 2035 sounds like a long way away, if one looks at a typical car life cycle, it's seven years. If you look at a bucky, it is 10 to 11 years. So we're already approaching those deadlines where we have to make urgent decisions. And if we don't, then, well, I, I, I don't like to think what might happen. So David, let's talk about what is missing from the policy front. What are we asking governments to do to accelerate our participation where EVs are concerned? We already have a fairly generous incentive scheme which does not differentiate between internal combustion engines and new energy vehicles. Now, when we talk about new energy vehicles, that's mostly electric vehicles, but it also includes hydrogen and other forms of, uh, of, of clean emission. So the Automotive Production and Development Programme already offers up to 30% back on new investments and, and other incentives as well. The industry says that we need more generous incentives for NEV to encourage the industry to shift urgently, but also consumer incentives to make people buy because most companies will not invest in the manufacture of electric vehicles here if they don't also have a good local market. Now, Mercedes-Benz and BMW are, are different. They export over 95% of what they build. But companies like VW and Toyota and Nissan, they would expect a very solid market here. Now, last year, uh, only just over 5,000 vehicles, sorry, just under 5,000 uh, 
electric vehicles were sold. That was less than 1%. Sure. The target at the moment is 20% by 25 or 2025, and then uh, up to 60% by 2035. So we need across the board incentives, or the industry says it needs across the board incentives, both to manufacture and to incentivize purchases. The Department of Industry, Trade and Competition has agreed that this is what we should be doing. The problem, it seems to me, is where the money for all this is going to come from. Mm. Because there was a suggestion last year that there should be cash incentives ranging from 20%, sorry, 20,000 Rand to 80,000 Rand, depending on the kind of uh, electric vehicle you buy. The problem is, if we're going to start selling hundreds of thousands of electric vehicles, mm -hmm. and you start multiplying that by 20,000, 40,000, 80,000, where, where's that money going to come from? And I think this is at the heart of the problem. Mm -hmm. The industry thinks this is the heart of the problem. The, the difficulty is, they say that when no policy was announced last week, no one's given them a reason, and they don't know specifically why the government is holding back. So what we did here in the budget, um, David, was that the, fi the finance minister announcing that just over 700 million rand had been allocated to support NEV initiatives. Do we know what that means? Um, you know, could this go on to support this this incentive? Um, you know, what, do we have a, a, any idea of what that allocation is intended to do for the sector to possibly, you know, support our goal? It, it, it was an extraordinary thing buried deep in the budget document. And it was, it was one sentence long, and yes, it referred to 728.8 million rand of NEV incentives. That could be um, components, it could be manufacturers, but in the broad scheme of things, that is not a great amount. If you consider that Ford last year finished investing 16 billion rand just in building the, the Ranger. So in in Global terms, that's a, that's a very small amount. And those I've spoken to in the industry say they're not clear where that money is going to. And what they're saying is that, you know, it's, it's a nice first step. It, it's nice that NEVs finally have an allocation. But until you actually have a, a proper policy and people can start making plans for the next 10, 15 years, it doesn't really matter. They need a policy so that they can put that 728 million into perspective. All right, David, I'm also very keen to find out about, you know, um, the export market versus the local market. So we know that, you know, we'll, we'll make the cars here and that there'll definitely be a market for us um, in Europe, in the United States, should we get our ducks in a row very concerned about the uptake here at home and how it's just been so difficult to convince people um, that you know, you know, new energy vehicles are the way to go. Is this also a policy issue? Um, you know, is this something that government should be trying um, to, to, to push? And of course, they, they could offer incentives, but people still have preferences and maybe that could be where the issue is. Look, cl clearly there has to be price incentives. And, and again, it's something which government has accepted in the past. Mm -hmm. If you look at the new energy, sorry, the, the battery electric vehicles, which is the all electric vehicles here, typically they start from about one and a half million. Sure. If you look at the plug-in hybrids, you're looking million and upwards. If you look at the traditional hybrid, then there is an enormous amount of interest in there. I mean, it's, it's fascinating that Toyota, 
which builds a traditional hybrid version of its Corolla Cross, mm -hmm. can't keep up with demand. Oh, when it launched the Corolla Cross a couple of years ago, it expected 10% of demand to be for the hybrid and the other 90% to be for the ICE, mm -hmm. the internal combustion engine. In fact, over 50% is for the hybrid. Now, that is partly because Toyota built into its pricing the incentives that it had been told it could expect from government. Oh, okay. So it's already put in, it's already taken 20,000 uh, 20, Rand off the price there. One of the reasons it can't meet that demand is because of the, the flood at its plant last year, which closed production for four months, but also because it can't get enough batteries for overseas. The, the demand in this country for an affordable hybrid, and that word affordable is important, mm -hmm. Has, has just caught everyone on the hop. So that suggests to me that if we can get the pricing right, we will have an explosion in demand initially for hybrids, which might then go into uh, the the plugins as well. So the key thing at the moment is get the pricing right. And it's interesting that all the motor companies have told government that if you will give us a price incentive, on our vehicles, we will match that. Okay. So for example, if the government were to put in that 80,000 incentive, the motor companies would put in another 80,000 and that would then give us 160,000, which which would then start to become interesting. But well, again, absolutely. where does all that money come from? Well, I'm very keen to keep having this conversation with you, David. I think there's lots to um, you know, consider. And this is certainly an emerging story. So thank you so much for the insights that you have offered us today. That was Financial Mail's editor at large, David Furlonga.